Hello, dear starshines. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition to the Lunchtime Chats. Uh, I'll pause here and give everybody a minute to get on board. Beverly, please let me know if the sound is okay. Hola. <laughs> so um, for those of you who are new, my name is Christina and I'm an acceleration expert. And we are here to talk about topics and issues that are significant for us starseeds, way showers, and new paradigm visionaries. We have perceptions, we have capacities that are not embraced by our larger human family. And therefore these topics and issues that are happening in our chaotic world are the perspective we have is very unique to us and they're very rarely addressed at the level of which we are seeing it engaging and engaging with them. So I am here to do to the best of my ability to provide a liberated perspective to these challenges that we're facing in this time of great chaos and change. So welcome, welcome, welcome. You guys, as you come in, say hi, let me know you're here. Uh, so we're going to talk about some pretty, well, they might be triggering, they might not. I've, I've talked about some of these pieces before, but I'm, I'm kind of taking it to a whole nother level. So I want to talk about um, the coming next level leaders. There's a whole next level of leadership arising from within the human collective. So I want to I touch on some pieces that are important for all of us who are in that position. And it's often not because we choose it, we just end up in that position. Um, so I want to talk about some pieces that can be helpful in, uh, for you to, um, when you're for, further on your path into stepping into this into this responsibility. And speaking of responsibility, I also want to remind all light workers out there, we are heading into an, a very crazy, chaotic, explosive uh, election season, particularly in the US. And I just want to do a call out for all the light workers out there to remind them of their higher level of responsibility they have. It is not okay to love hating on anything or anybody. So I'm going to dive deeper into that. And then um, I want to talk about, I want to give some tricks and tips on how to work with the higher untainted, uncepted moon frequencies. We just had a what's called, well, so-called blue full moon. And we're still in those energies as of today. And I want to talk about how to work with these energies and step beyond the incepted frequencies. And, and of course, I'll have to mention a few levels on how the moon is incepted and how it actually um, carries a lot of disempowerment programs, particularly for women. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, Sherry, so glad you're here, darling. Hello, Tony. Welcome, welcome. Uh, so where do I begin? Let's start with, um, yeah, real leaders. Okay. We have, humanity has been without real leaders for many hundreds of years. And this is talked about in the indigenous records of the Quero. Uh, they talk about every 500 years or so, there is a Pachacuti. There is a turning of the worlds. And what happens with the turning of the worlds is that the leadership the, the humans, the way showers of humanity that are virtuous, that are, um, that are in alignment with life and the proliferation of health and wellness and the, um, the success of their people, that this, um, those high, I will say, ethical qualities within them that make them great leaders, way showers, um, every 500 years or so, when the world gets turned upside down, um, that lead, the quality of that leadership changes. And what happens is that the, uh, the ones that hold value that lack proper ethical um, relationship to life, to the feminine, to the well-being of their people takes over. And they talk about this with great clarity. And the last Pachacuti that, you know, we know about is in most recent times is the Inquisition, the coming of the Catholic Church and the massacre and genocide of the indigenous of Central, South and North America. OK, they um, they talk about and the inception even began before that during the um, the dark ages of Europe. Now, 
this has been, this teaching has been highly refined by some other philosophers and researchers. I would put Barbara Hanclau and Johan Kalman in that category. And they were able to hone in on natural rhythms that were outlined within the Mayan calendar that talked about certain regions within the Pachamama, within the realm of the mother, within this realm, um, rise and fall according to these Pachacutis. Okay, so during this last Pachacuti, when the heathens, the ones that were absent of proper moral, moral character and all this stuff, when they were taking over, they, with the, the turning of these tides, they took advantage of, of um, killing off the ones that were in aligned with the mystical quality, the awakened mystical human beings, as in we were fully connected in with the Pachamama as true, innocent beautiful children of creation, okay? Now, this isn't saying that all indigenous cultures were peaceful because they absolutely were not. They were definitely um, power struggles within the communities. But I'm talking about the encodements and the being in proper relationship with nature. Many of them maintained that as we were ratcheting deeper, deeper into um, falls of consciousness. So these falls of consciousness are propagated, propped up, and also decoded by these Pachacuti experiences, okay? It keeps going back and forth, back and forth. And according to the Kero record keepers, the times that we're in now, we are due for another Pachacuti, which means now the worlds get turned over again. And maybe this is related to the whole um, polar shift narrative, right? Maybe energetically polarities shifting. Um, so this is time again where in, in this time the real leaders are going to rise, the ones that have deep integral connection with the truth of what this reality is about. So what this reality is about is not what we're taught that it is. It's not a linear reality. It's not, you know, this is, we are not confined and trapped by a matrix, even though we all experience that. That's not the actual deeper truth of this reality. And this is why the, you know, the genocides of a lot of these indigenous cultures were happening was because they wanted to shut the door to the truth of this reality, which is that is extremely malleable. And we can quite literally, me, you, anybody with, a, um, with an awakened, with proper encodements, an awakened sense of being, have the ability to dream this world into being. We contribute into the creation of this reality. And it's essential for this Pachacuti, these, these, these uh, more heathenist type um, um, takeovers, it's essential that the, that the people get disempowered so they are the ones that primarily have the most momentum within these dream realms, okay? So we're in this time where it's the rise of the real leaders. And this is something that is showing in both the macro and the micro, okay? Macro and the micro. And the matrix program system is going ballistic, absolutely ballistic. And it's happening on so many levels, even beyond the U.S. and the election cycle. It's happening on many, many levels and within churches, within lightworker communities, within shamanic communities, within indigenous communities. It's happening on every level for humanity. And, uh, and I want to talk about this, especially for those of us who have a deep integral connection with the truth inside of us, our multidimensional nature, because quite literally we will trigger a room full of people, many of them thinking they're leaders, but they're really followers, okay? We end up triggering these false leaders, which the lightworker world has many of those. And that was revealed within the COVID, within the COVID crisis, right? The Lakukaracha revealed a lot of who the false, false leaders are and the sellout leaders, right? So there is a, um, a reveal that has been birthing forward on what a real leader looks like. And quite the turning of this leadership, the people who had dominance and respect and had all this, all this stuff before 2020, they are really getting called on the carpet now 
even silently by our mere presence. Okay, it's by our mere presence we trigger these 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 guys. We're not trying to trigger anybody. We're just, you know, we're just innocently going along doing our thing. And many of us are getting put into that way showership leadership position not because we are choosing it because but it's because we have this energy signature somehow is exactly what's being called forward by the spirit and the hearts of others in our community. Okay. Now I talked last week about or was it the week before? I think it was last week about sacred leadership and what it looks like. And it's actually not designated by the person who's in the leadership position. They get put into that position by via frequency and magnetics. They are kind of in a group consensus put into a leadership position by not just the people, but also the elemental realm, the natural world, the beings of these unseen realms put us into these leadership positions and many of us get put in that position kicking and screaming. I know this from my own personal experience. I definitely did not like, I, I really denied it for a very long time. And the more I denied it, the, the more out of whack I became. And then once I finally started saying yes to it, I was put into one terrifying uh, situation after another. <laughs> and I really did not like the process at all. Um, it still has its challenges, but I have to say that in the back end on a, in a, on a soul level, you know, it really spurs proper growth. It, it spurs in the growth that actually is true to destiny, to where my soul's trajectory wants to be within these chaotic times. So there is a level of, of payoff with it. It, and it's, but it's not ego driver satisfaction. If anything, our ego drivers get pushed to the brink and we have to die many times within ourselves, let go of lots of things that we thought who we were <laughs> in order to step into the frequencies that are being called forward by our community. Okay. Hello, dears. Hello, hello, darling. So, um, uh, this, so this energy signature that we carry really triggers and reveals the false characters in our community. And what do I mean by false characters? I'm talking about people who are claiming the title of shaman, claiming the title of light worker, claiming the title of healer or spiritual teacher or guru. They're claiming those titles, but they're not actually using the wisdom. They're not actually using the the tools to crack their ego driver open. Instead, they're using it to validate their ego driver and who they think they are. And this comes from a posting that was in a rise of the multidimensional human group that, you know, a, a woman was calling out light workers to speak. You need to speak your truth, not be silent. And this is true. We definitely need to speak our truth. Um, but what's going to happen, and this is part of what the subconscious resistance to speaking our truth, is that it's going to ring. It's going to resonate unexpectedly, very deeply with people. And that's going to reveal via frequency, via intuitive senses to the empaths and lightworkers in the room who the false characters are. Okay, Those false characters will become extremely threatened by our presence. And in that, they're going to want, there's a jealousy or a competitiveness. They're going to want to make us small. But this is where we need to really hold the line within ourselves and just come into right relationship with that and just say, hey, I'm speaking my truth and how I feel it and how I view it. If I don't have the right to have a different opinion than you, then maybe, you know, maybe this is not the proper community, right? And you don't have to say for who, <laughs> just that maybe this isn't the proper community. Maybe it's not okay to have an opinion different than yours. You know, there's, and there's a lot of wonderful coaching within, I don't know if you guys watch YouTube. I, I do. I watch YouTube. And, and it's interesting, the, um, the universe, the, the intuitive uh, parts of me pull up these videos and start playing them without me hitting play. And when that starts happening, I realize there's an important thing for me to watch, to pay attention to. And one of the things that came forward was this video by, and I posted this also somewhere on, on social media, of a, um, a young Appalachian uh, by the name of Chris Oliver. 
singing a song called um, Rich, Rich Men North of Richmond. And this is just, you know, we could just call him, we could call him a hillbilly, just some hillbilly that, that loved to play and procrastinated and sung his heart out. And it resonated with people all over the world. It wasn't even just the US, it was all over the world. And what he did, and this is the, the, about that way showership, what he did was bring something so true, so raw, so real forward, so simple, just him and his guitar, so simple. And it created a momentum. It like cracked the programming within the matrix, within the collective field. So this is how, and everybody resonated. Everybody who is a working class person that's gone through what he's gone through. And this is not just the US, this is all through Europe, through India, through you know Pakistan, uh, there's countries in Africa. I mean, gosh, I saw commentary from all over the world, all different cultures, listening to the song and getting touched to the point of tears. So it's like he cracked the polarity. He cracked the polarity and that, he didn't intend for it to happen, but that catapulted him into a leadership position as a way shower. Okay. He is showing the way, not because he thinks he's all that, He's showing the way with his truth. He's showing the way with his heart, with his vulnerability. And this is how us light workers, that's the kind of responsibility we're given. We're not happy unless we have the ability to be in our authentic truth. We're not really happy, okay? We may make a lot of lemonade out of the lemons in our lives, but we're not truly comfortable and content and happy in a community unless we can truly just be ourselves, right? And in this way, the strength of the connection we have within ourselves hits a resonance so deeply that we end up getting put into that way showership position, put into that leadership position. And that is revealing the charlatans. That's revealing the fakes. Not because we're trying to reveal the fakes, but it just shows the juxtaposition between the frequencies are so obvious so obvious it's undeniable to the other star seeds in the room okay so this is happening on a micro level and it's happening on a macro level and us star seeds way showers light workers people who claim that role we have a much higher bar of responsibility to our community whether it's the community that we love and feel comfortable in or if it's our greater community at large which means it is not okay to love to hate. The only reason why we would have any pleasure out of loving, hating on somebody is because we are buying into a matrix program of division in some way, okay? That goes for Trump haters, that goes for Biden haters, that goes for um, JFK haters, Republican haters, liberal haters, conservative haters, whatever direction. <laughs> okay, that is a matrix program meant to divide. And that is not true to our frequency. Our frequency does like what, what, our, what the Oliver Anthony song does. It brings, it reveals the unification within us all. It talks to the spirit that is the truth within us all. It speaks truth on such a deep level. All of us, regardless of culture, regardless of race, creed, color, political affiliation, we all feel the truth of it in our hearts. That is what light workers are meant to do. That's what our star seeds are meant to do. This is how we are meant to impact. We unify it within ourselves. We unify it within our macro, macro community and then the larger community at, at, you know, the larger, the community at large. I'm sorry, I'm saying that backwards. Okay. So I'm challenging all of you to really step up and step out of the love to hate game. Get the heck out of these programs. They are wasting your life force energy in a direction that just feeds more of the problem, feeds more of the program. There's a dear brother, and the whole reason, another reason why, and not the whole reason, but another reason why um, this came forward was because I have a dear brother, Starshine. I'm not sure how I'm connected to him, but I'm told that he's a gifted, gifted um, psychic intuitive healer. And he is one of the most hateful liberal leaning people I have ever seen on my wall. 
I mean, one of the one of the biggest haters on my wall. One actually, one of the only haters on my wall. And it, and I just keep calling it out over and over and over again because it's not okay. It's not okay. The bar has been raised, y'all. It's not okay. Do the work that you need to do inside to unplug from these matrix programs because it's not okay to claim ignorance. You, well, now that you hear this out loud in front of you, <laughs> you, there, you can't claim ignorance anymore. You have to step up. Your spirit, your purpose for even being here in a body is your destiny is calling you forward. As you step up, your frequency is going to keep ratcheting. And I don't mean in a, in a, a lofty above, above the human way. I'm talking about a very integrated way, in a DNA activating way, in a transformative way. You're just going to start embodying and wielding more power, more strength inside of yourself. And that is what we're here for. These times are for us. The real authentic truth within us is what transforms things. And that's what we're being called to do. So I'm not saying speak truth and be combative, though that might happen on accident or inadvertently. I'm saying speak the truth and don't apologize for it and just paint the picture. This is why I'm here, guys. This is why I'm at this dinner. This is why I'm at this meditation. This is why I'm at this workshop. This is why I'm standing here in this family. You see what I mean? It's like you can really like sink in to your purpose is bigger than the matrix lies. And that gives you great strength. And it gives you the ability to really own all of these struggles that are happening and transform them into more inner strength, more transformative um, encodements that you can share with others. Okay. All right. Hello, Sister Starshine. I'm going to say hi to a few folks. Hello, Carol. Good to see you. Ella Daniela, so glad that you made it right live. Hello, Felicia. How are you? Ella Daniela says, today in it, I've tried for so long to delay, but it cannot, I cannot say no to the call. Exactly, exactly. And what we do is really going to challenge the paradigm of the old leadership. Just know that the old ideas of what an awakened human looks like, the old ideas of what an empowered light worker looks like, the old ideas of what a master looks like, we are going to challenge and shatter those constructs okay we are i'm not i'm not going to say we're going to i'm saying we are we are doing that right here right now i'm doing that the people in the academy are doing that all you guys are drawn to listen to me talk about this crazy stuff that i talk about you're doing that you're being called and you're not going to be happy until you answer that call it's going to be terrifying it's going to hurt your ego in a lot of ways but on a deep soul level, you're going to be more satisfied than ever because you answered the call. And, you know, there is an initiation into doing the spiritual work where you go into an agreement with spirit. And that agreement is that when you are called, you will answer unconditionally. When you feel the call, you will answer unconditionally. And the other side of that is that when you call, when you call on spirit, when you call on help, when you call on your entourage, when you call on guidance, you will be answered absolutely. Okay? So remember this. This is a transmission that is for all starseeds, all lightworkers, all wayshowers, all visionaries. This is a transmission for you all. It emanates from nature. It emanates from the high mountains. It emanates from the stone people. All you need to do is sit and meditate and focus your intent and this transmission if it hasn't already happened will take place and you'll know it deep in your being and you'll be able to allow yourself to be supported by that deeper truth that agreement that you've made by receiving those transmissions there's now an out you you are now an allied force with the natural world you're now an allied force with nature with the elemental realm with the pachamama when you go into these kinds of agreements, these aren't enslavement agreements. These are empowerment agreements. And this is something that I had a conversation with a dear starshine a couple of weeks ago. You know, she was going through this experience of being enslaved by her oath. You know, that's how the relationship was unfolding. It's like, no, 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 no. Cancel that out. Go back to that moment and undo it. Because that's not an oath. 
the, in its in its in purpose, you know, in the original intent, O's were originally intended to be a supportive force. So you know, unconditionally, you are supported, you are shown, you are guided. But as soon as the oath gets reversed and turned around, and now you're a slave to your oath, that is a distortion to the higher truth. They, they, the matrix power, you know, the reversal inversion team, <laughs> you know, has successfully taken a sincere intent and twisted it and turned it into an enslavement program. And once you realize that, once you see that, you can absolutely undo it, absolutely undo it. But you need to be willing to do that. You need to be willing to stand in your truth and go against the authoritative voice that claims they have that authority over you because of that oath. You know, we're, we're in dark forces right now, uh, alchemizing down dark forces right now in light body. And, you know, when I get when I get in the face of authority figures, you know, I get really snarky. I do. And I don't apologize for that. And there's a reason why I do that. There's, there's a very, very important reason why I do that is that I will not bow down to forces that think they can command my divine feminine life force energy in any way, shape or form. Okay. I will not. And I, there's, there's no records in my Akasha that tell me I have to do that. Right. There's no, nothing in my subconscious that's saying I must submit to this. I have the power of the mountains. I have the power of 50,000 years of grandmothers of star family you know what I mean? Entrusted within me to do as I see fit. Okay. I have this, you can have this, this is available for all of us with a womb space, right? We are reclaiming our power as divine feminine forces. And in the past, it's always been with a caveat, with a bridle, with a saddle, but no, 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 no. The mountains, the volcanoes are now calling. They are asking for us to rise in a wild, undomesticatable form of our feminine force. That is a calling. Okay. I don't know about you, but I feel that calling and I'm answering it. Absolutely. I would not feel right inside of me without answering it. Okay. So this is part of that Pachacuti, part of the turning of the worlds and the rise of real leadership, real um, way showership. Okay, I'm talking about with integrity. No longer the emperor with the false clothes, the, you know, the one with the invisible clothes. This is the real integral truth rising inside of us. And we are peeling away the layers, the blind spots, the false beliefs, the ego driver constructs that are in the way of the expression, of the action, of the discernment of this wild, undomesticatable feminine force. You know, men have... Men have a place in being in proper relationship with this too, because the wild undomesticated, the feminine force is not just all about the feminine and screw everybody else. No, 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 no. This is about proliferating all life. This is about working on the behalf of our harmonious existence within all life. Mother nature reflects that to us. That is the wild undomesticatable force the wild spirit within us, the one that does not subjugate itself to these matrix manipulations, reversals, inversions, but proliferates and grows within harmonic resonance of this natural force, okay? And that's bringing me to this next point about how to harness the natural, un the wild, untainted, uninverted versions of the moon energies. This is so, so important. But first, I got to paint the picture on how they're incepting it in the first place for those of you who are new to this kind of conversation. Um, let me pause and I'm going to check in with Ella. She says, I do feel way different since I've started following my intuition and call and give time to integrate. It's definitely more powerful and profound. Yes. Yes. You know, the matrix gives us ideas of what a successful human looks like, and they are all lies. They're not the truth. They're, it's not the truth. All of the ideas of what we're told a successful human looks like is a human properly saddled and bridled, dedicating their life force energy into more matrix programming. Okay. So uh, let that, let that truth sink in and give yourself permission 
to be outside the norm, to be outside of what is considered matrix measure of success, matrix measure of happiness. And really, a lot of these elite, um, wealthy, like power coaches and real estate advisors and all this stuff, they do reflect this back to us. Tony Robbins, great example, you know. He's reached success many times over. Actually, he's made, made millions and lost millions many times over. But what he ends up at the end of the day, you know, the message he reflects back to us is that all the riches, all the gold means nothing if you're hollow in your own character. You can't enjoy it. There's nothing to enjoy. And, you know, and this is where he went on that campaign to reach out to affluent leaders and say, listen, dude, the reason why you're miserable is because you're not serving humanity. What can you be doing to serve humanity? That's where you're going to find your happiness, <laughs> you know? So if anything, they've, they've really modeled that archetype very um, truthfully to us and clearly. So let's talk time. Let's talk time. Let's talk rhythms. Um, the grandmothers of the star lineages and the ancient indigenous lineages of this realm have been coming forward very strongly. And I've even had some people come into, um, into some private client work that are really powerfully, powerfully connected in with these grandmothers. And, you know, they teach about the drum and they teach about music. And you would think that, you know, the drum and the music, that's simple. Like, what's the real stuff that's going to help humanity, right? But their message is, is that it's reclaim, it's the rhythms and it's the music that is going to save humanity. It is the rhythms and the music that is going to reconnect, is what reconnects humanity with the truth of who we are, with the cosmic forces, with the heart and mind of the Pachamama. It is all in the rhythms, okay? The Sangoma also teach this too, but maybe not so directly. And their rhythms are really specific to lineages, you know, some of them, not all of them. But the ones that I've been exposed to are um, have drumming rhythms that are very specific to different um, ancestors. Um, in um, Santeria, in the Voodoo, it's the Orishas, you know, these unseen forces have taught humanity that there are drum beats, particular kinds of rhythms that connect us into very deep mysteries within ourselves. Okay. And uh, there's a very powerful um, lineage of grandmothers that are, that are coming out right now and working with the collective of humanity. Um, and they are actually using technology, even though they have no technology in their, in their tribes and in their mountains. <laughs> you know, they're reaching out to people who do have access to technology to get this message out. So I'm saying this so we can um, maybe feel a little bit better about using technology. I think that because that's also been kind of part of the conversation. A lot of people think technology is evil and robs humanity of their humanity, right? And it can it does, but it doesn't have to. It's all about being in right relationship with technology. If you can use technology in a way that enhances the connect connectivity within humanity, that enhances the, the life of people, as in brings them closer to the natural rhythms of Mother Nature, then it's a good thing. It's something that can really, um, that's really a powerful, powerful, powerful technology. But if we use technology to hijack people's minds or, you know, steal people's life force energy with endless video game play or, you know, with mental programming, with light programming, I mean, there's a lot of malicious stuff out there, too. So technology in general by itself is not the evil. It's about the relationship and how it's used. So even this extends even to AI. OK, now. I'm not saying we don't need to be cautious about AI because we definitely do because there are forces that abuse it, of course, and there's interdimensional forces that also highly abuse it. So, uh, um, I'm, but I'm saying don't throw the baby out with the bath water. And one of the ways that we can maintain our sovereignty, maintain our power, our personal strength is to cultivate 
strong rhythms. When we are strong in our rhythms, then AI technology interaction has minimal impact on our well-being. Okay, it's a minimal impact when our rhythms are strong. Okay, but the fact is we need to really look at how all of the different rhythms of our lives are incepted with false rhythms, rhythms that are off kilter. So when you have a rhythm that's off kilter, that makes way for infiltration, intrusion. Okay. There's a movie a long time ago. I don't know if you guys remember it. And if you don't remember it, I encourage you guys to go check this out because there was so much truth in this movie. Too much truth for five-thread humans at the time, but is absolutely real. Every aspect of it that it was talking about, absolutely real without a doubt. And that is a movie called Serpent and the Rainbow. Okay, Serpent and the Rainbow. You might even find it free somewhere online. It's an old movie. Um, it's in a movie about um, shaman. Well, all right, I really can't give it away without giving anyone the movie, but it's, it, there's a lot of shamanic jungle medicine and uh, voodoo abuse and uh, lots of uh, power over dynamics, including the pharmaceutical industry and their role. Um, a lot of power over dynamics um, where a lot of these systems are abused. But there is a particular scene and this is a voodoo tourism, so to speak. It's a restaurant where they, um, where voodoo is practiced. And you guys, voodoo is not all bad. It's given a bad rap because it is powerful and it can be abused like anything else. But in its essence, voodoo was meant to heal the spirit of the people, heal people, bring to serve the well-being of the community. That's the original essence of, of the practice of voodoo and Santeria and Sangoma. I mean, all these practices. That's how it was meant. It absolutely can be abused and has been abused. And this movie will show you how it's been abused. But this particular scene, uh, they work with drum beats to invoke beings of the unseen realms called orishas. Okay, the, and these spirits have their favorite dancers, have their favorite beings that they use as a vehicle, so to speak. And this is this is something that really scares light workers that don't really understand the magic of rhythms, that don't really understand the collective field and really believe that we're individuals, you know? So this triggers a lot of belief systems. So if you want to check on, you know, as a light worker, want to check on the level of your belief systems, watch that movie. <laughs> it's going to really trigger stuff. But anyway, the dark priest came in, he's an authority figure within the military police. He comes into the scene, sits down for the dinner during the ceremony when uh, the rhythms were invoking this particular orisha and was having an interaction with one of the dancers. And what he started doing is that he just took his fork, this is my pen, but he took his fork and started tapping out a, uh, an upbeat rhythm to the downbeat rhythm that was invoking the spirit and create total chaos in the ceremony by simply tapping the side of his glass. So that scene right there, a lot of people don't realize that is showing the power of rhythms, how powerful rhythms are heard and unheard drum beats, but also rhythms that we live by. Okay. So there, we have rhythms within our bodies. We have sound waves in our lives. We have music, right? We have music on the radio. We have live music. We have, okay, all these rhythms within rhythms within rhythms within rhythms is the fabric of this reality on an interdimensional level, okay? And I talk about this in the multidimensional stuff work all the time. So rhythms, frequency, a lot of sound healers have discovered this. A lot of medbed technologies have discovered this and are utilizing the, the um, rhythms to heal. And of course, these rhythms can also be used to hypnotize, to mesmerize, to mind control, to throw people off their game, okay? And that is how a lot of the inception with the moon frequencies has come in and infected the subconscious of humanity. What am I talking about? I know, what am I talking about with the moon? There, you guys, if you're new to the inception idea of the moons, I'm gonna paint a little picture for you, okay? So before, before the, there's a story within Cherokee record 
that talk about, and this is also Sasquatch Records too, they collaborate this story, that there was a time before the moon and before the moon was here, before the moon was brought in, which was brought in as a ship by a Palladian, what we call goddess by the name of Diana. You guys may recognize that name. Um, the women's cycles, their menstruation cycles were according to the rhythms of the sun. And the sun was female, was not considered grandfather's son. It was grandmother's son. The sun was female. The skies were of, a, of the opposite polarity. And women menstruated. They cycled with the rhythms of grandmother sun. And they would cycle once each season. Okay? Felt, and they, they would have the opportunity to dream forward a soul into being as in a being of improper harmony with the consciousness, with the sacred consciousness of the Pachamama. Once a season, they, if they wanted to, they would dream that soul into being and bring it forward through the stargate in their womb space and bring, it, bring that being to maturation and give birth. And then for several reasons, Diana brought the moon. And when the moon was brought into this reality, the plane of the Pachamama, the dream of the mother, women began to cycle monthly, or what we call monthly. They would start to cycle with the moons, with the full moons. And that changed the dynamics of the feminine force in really dramatic ways. Because it takes a lot of energy to bleed. It, you know, it takes the body a lot of energy. It made women fluctuate even more in their frequency. So before when they were cycling with the sun, their frequency would fluctuate. You know, it would be a rhythm like this, right, with the seasons. But then once the moon came in, they would fluctuate like this with the moon cycles, okay? So they began fluctuating. To stabilize this fluctuation, what they would have moon ceremonies. And these moon ceremonies were not to channel the moon energy into their bidding. Their moon ceremonies were to use their will, their life force energy to override the frequencies of the moon, to reclaim the waters of their body, to reclaim their, do their sovereignty of their domain, okay? This was the relationship they cultivated with the moon. Now, these records are from like 50,000 years ago, right? So very, very different to, to the kind of the relationship we have now as women, as cultures, as different mystery schools. So that was how it was. And then false rhythms slowly incepted their way into the consciousness of humanity. And these false systems were rhythms that were just a little bit off the natural rhythms of the Pachamama, of the seasons, of nature. And, and uh, this is a critical, critical moment in the cultivation of feminine, of the feminine force of, I'm sorry, of the cultivation of the takeover of the feminine force was these false rhythms slowly got integrate, in, integrated into our reality and those false rhythms allowed inceptions into our reality. And one of those major, major false rhythms um, is time, the way we keep time. Now, there were lots of calendars, and there still are lots of calendars. There's many people here in Central and South America go off of the Mayan calendar. I mean, the world operates off of the Gregorian calendar because everybody had to agree. And, of course, the force that made everybody agree was a, was a Christian calendar, right, <laughs> for whatever reason. But the Chinese have their own way of keeping time. I know that the, um, the Hebrew uh, Orthodox have, they maintain their ancient calendar. We have... Um, 
there's other calendars that are kept. The Orthodox also keep a lunar calendar. So there are cultures that keep their traditional calendar, but the Gregorian calendar overall is the one that's used worldwide. And that is a slightly skewed rhythm that the entire world lives off of. The entire world. And that skewed rhythm allows for inceptions into these rhythms to further hijack things in the subconscious. And this is what is, this is how the moon frequencies got hijacked because we started keeping time and keeping track of the moon in this skewed rhythm. Okay. Rather than the cycles going right along with the, with the moon as it would cycle, we have this, this skewed, this skewed rhythm. And there's another skewed rhythm even beyond the Gregorian calendar, and that is Western astrology. That is also skewed. I don't know if you guys know this, but Western astrology alignments are all calculated. They're not the literal alignments of the sky. They're all, they're all calculated, okay? And that doesn't say that it's completely without merit. It is because there's a matrix of reality overlaid on this reality that's informing humans. And therefore, um, there's a false, they, it's a way into the outer nesting dolls of the false constructs. So in that way, Western astrology is really useful. Um, but even before that, we had Vedic astrology. And that is the actual alignment of the stars in relationship to the earth. Okay, so that's another nesting doll. So these rhythms of living, there's many, many layers to this, many, many layers. This timepiece is just one of thousands of layers. And, and this is how a lot of what people call moon chains, J seals, um, infiltrations and programs put on the womb space, infiltrations and programs put on the, on the throat, silencing um, silent or what they call them, gag orders you know all this stuff that is propagated by the frequent held in place and propagated by the frequencies of the moon so like everything else the highest purpose the 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 pure intent of having the moon here gets hijacked and how it gets hijacked is by the synthetic rhythms okay so tying this into the blue moon we just had According to the synthetic rhythms, yes, this was a blue moon. A blue moon means it's two full moons within one month. Okay. You guys see where I'm going with this maybe? All right. Some of you do. I can totally feel it. <laughs> it's funny. I, I feel the listeners, both present and future, you know, I feel, I feel responses within my solar plexus. And this is a big reveal. This is really going to crack some things open. And I mean to do this in a good way, in a way that liberates you from worrying about this, this inception. Maybe you didn't know about the inception. So in, in case that's, you know, a one layer. But those of you that know about this inception, but maybe aren't sure on how to work, work beyond it, transcend it. That, that's really who I want this, intend this message to be for. So... The reason why a lot of us are getting thrown off. So these veils are, let me back up for a second. These veils are lifting, 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 lifting. We are aware of who we are on these multidimensional levels, more and more outer nesting dolls, you know, and we're faced with the challenge of integrating this authentic truth so we can walk forward as the way showers that we're here to be, all those things. And this moon piece is a really important piece to address because in order for us to embody our wild, undomesticatable feminine force, we need to liberate our womb space, our cervix, our, uh, our vagina, our sexual organs, our breasts, our, our throats. We need to liberate all these systems, all these pieces within our being from these devices interdimensionally that were put in place via these false rhythms okay we need to like shake those shackles off energetically so we can truly be in our power without big resistance because what happens is that when we step into our power and on and on these subtle realms there's these 
these uh, clamps and stuff put into place will meet instant resistance and it'll end up feeling like a psychic attack. And it's, and it, in a way, in one way it is, but in another way it's not in the sense that it's showing us that there are things implanted within our interdimensional layers in the way of our true sovereignty and freedom of our feminine force. Okay, so this is why I'm saying these things to you guys, so you guys can really see, navigate this with grace. Well, sometimes it's not graceful, <laughs> but it can be, it can be. So, so what's the, the pieces here is that a lot of light workers, a lot of ceremonies, a lot of meditations, a lot of energy, mental energy, emotional energy, a lot of energy was put into this blue moon frequency giving it more power than it actually has because it's truly only a blue moon according to this false rhythm so what a lot of the what a lot of these what these energies did was it magnified the false rhythm within our subconscious within our ego drivers so many of us you know felt a sense of overwhelm in relationship to these energies many of us you know um we're kind of like pushed into this place of really exerting our personal power, our will, okay, if you will, uh, during these past few days. And I'm saying this so you can understand why, why you are pushed into this, okay? It's because we are reclaiming the frequencies of the moon, of, and, uh, you know, and putting out interference frequencies to this false way of keeping time. And for many, it was in the form of experiencing dark forces. And for many, it was in the form of, you know, uh, dealing with really intense dreams, really intense family dynamics, really intense love relationship dynamics. You know what I mean? It came in the form of that. But as we decode this, we're, we're liberating these different layers of infiltration held in place by these false rhythms powered by the moon. Now, the moon, in its original intent, was meant to be a stabilizing force. Diana, she too got twisted and inverted in her expression in our reality. I don't know if you guys, um, you know, this is the Diana that, that created the Gorgon Medusa, right? I mean, so there's, there's a lot of suffering within the feminine fields that, um, that was perceived to happen via Diana. Now, her frequency in these outer nesting dolls um, uh, just in a few layers from the quantum is one of benevolence of purity but as we go through these nesting dolls and there's these infiltrations then it gets distorted it gets inverted it gets reversed and we start experiencing the opposite of the spirit of the intent okay and this is the kind of stuff us lightworkers are are decoding and this is why multidimensional starseeds are so important right now because we have the perceptions, we understand this so clearly, like it's natural, and we can decode these frequencies. We can put out interference frequencies even to negate, mitigate these false rhythms. And, and that's on some levels what the grid work is about, you know, on some levels. There's, lots, there's a lot of other pieces to grid work, but, you know, this is one of them. So these false rhythms, we can easily bypass them by keeping track of the lunar cycles. And these lunar cycles inform us more than the Gregorian calendar informs us. Or we can even go into keep track vedically of the cycles. Now that too is a layer of a nesting doll layer, but it's closer to the Akashic door. It's better. It's closer to the truth of the Akashic doorways than these other nesting dolls. Okay. So what we discovered in light body working with Ray Ellen Siever, you guys know, she's our resident astrologer is that, you know, there's a really significant energetic difference between Vedic astrology and the, um, and the Western astrology. Even weaving in the Sabian symbols, which comes from the Moor culture. I don't know if you guys recall the Moor culture. This was one of the last cultures with, on this planet that believed that humans were sovereign beings onto themselves. 
all humans had the right to sovereignty. That means they were not under subjugation to any ruler, any religion, any govern over any government. This was a deep foundational um, philosophy of the Moors who conquered southern Spain, um, and they, and that's where you know, I think it was Andalusia and um, Sevilla is where a lot of their architecture remains. But it was all through North Africa, the Arab world, through the Ottoman Empire. I mean, it was a vast, vast kingdom. So these alternate ways of tracking time can help us step out of those, the influence of those false rhythms so we can really reclaim sovereignty on a deeper level, which is necessary for us to embody those rhythms that are true to cosmic source. I'm going, we're going beyond galactic here. We're going into cosmic source. We are going beyond the Milky Way galaxy construct. We're going beyond the super cluster construct that the Milky Way is a part of. We're going beyond, beyond into the cosmic. The reason why this is so important is because I've talked about this empire, right? This, this interdimensional empire that revolves around the commodity of life force energy, right? We step beyond those control systems. And when we source from cosmic rhythms as held by the sacred grandmothers, as we resource from those rhythms within ourselves, we become unstoppable in our sovereignty, in our inner freedom, in, you know, in the way we dream this world into being. This is especially powerful when you do this collectively, right? So this, these are keys that I'm giving you guys to decode the different control systems so you can source from that core rhythm and retake your power, retake your abilities as a multidimensional being in a biosuit. So rhythms are not just rhythms. They are fabrics. They're frequency. Look at them as frequency fabrics that connects us to different nesting dolls of consciousness, okay? What keeps us blind are those, those, um, those off-kilter rhythms that don't have a harmonic resonance with these outer nesting dolls. If you have rhythms that have a harmonic with these outer nesting dolls, they're powerful rhythms. They're rhythms that can actually, you know, shake your bones and get to, you know, awaken your ancestors and awaken a momentum of life force energy beyond anything, you know, you've ever known. <laughs> okay. But they must be in resonance. They must be in harmonic resonance with these outer nesting doll rhythms. These synthetic rhythms are weak. They're powerful in that when we pay attention to them, we give our life force energy into them, then we get lost. That's like a form of mind control. And that's what the whole 432 movement is about is that, you know, our, our popular music these days is recorded and played at a rhythm that is off kilter. It's one that, key, that stimulates um, brain activity. It's not a, um, a frequency that resonates with the heart. Music is meant to resonate with our heart. Music is meant to resonate with our spirit and with our ancestors and with the deeper truth of who we are as infinite cosmic beings in a biosuit. That's the original function of music. Okay, that's the original function of music. And this is why when we hear music from these alternate realms, they are so moving to us. They touch our soul. They touch our spirit. And this is why that video, that, that, that song, actually he's had more songs released. That Oliver Anthony guy, he's released more songs since. That's why they speak to the human spirit so strongly because it's something that came straight from his heart, his soul, like it's straight from there out his mouth, you know, no filter. And, and that is touching everybody because as the wise Rumi once said, it's not those who speak the same language that understand each other. It's those that know the same feeling. Okay. Wise, wise words. Rumi, by the way, a great mystic arising out of the Moor Empire. So I hope this is helpful about what I'm, what I'm saying about rhythms. 
you can start incorporating these pieces so easily into your life to pull you out of these synthetic rhythms, which essentially pull you out of the strength of the kinds of mind control that's out there. Mental body programs, matrix programming, belief systems, okay? So someone might ask, what is a true blue moon? Okay, if it's not, if it's not this, what I'm saying in the matrix reality, this is a blue moon within this off-kilter rhythm. And another way you can look at it, in Western astrology, their blue moons happen when a, a full moon happens twice in one sign, okay? But remember, even that is off-kilter. So then you need to look at the Vedic astrology and in the Sabian um, understandings, which um, go by mansions, and then look to see when a full moon happens within the same sign in those rhythms, I would say that's closer to the blue moon frequency. But I have to ask our dear sister Ray Ellen, our astrologer, if a blue moon can happen within the Sabian symbol system. I don't know if it can. If so, I'd say that's the one that's even closest to what a true energy blue moon would be. The flip side of that are, are dark moons, black moons, they call them. Black moons is when you have two new moons in a month or two moon, new moons in a, in a sign, which we've also had this year. I think it was this year. It might have been last year. But anyway, so, and, 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 and even though something is of the matrix, a rhythm within the matrix doesn't mean it has zero power. It means that the power is limited from within the matrix. Okay, so if you want to if you want to influence matrix energy, you can tune into those rhythms and manipulate them at your will as you please. But I'm talking about way showers, star seeds, people on the path of embodying their deeper, authentic truth as infinite beings in a bio suit, the way out of these mental body programs, a quicker way out so you can really claim, reclaim your dream time for the power that it's meant to have is to step out of these synthetic rhythms. Understand the, what those synthetic rhythms are and do your best to step out of them and not have them influence the actions of your life. Okay. All right. There's one more comment here and then I'm going to sign off for today. Um, all right, it says, I did, not, I did not feel any fear but honor and respect and very centered and present. Oh, wait a minute. Ooh. Okay, sorry. I, there's, a pro, there's a comment before that I got to get. All right, so she, all right, so the comment was that, you know, now that she's starting to answer call more, it's, there's definitely the energy is different, far more, pro, you know, feeling more profi uh, profound energies coming through, feeling more powerful, like in her strength. And then she says, I've been a part of a channeling ritual by the Venezuelan, Venezuelan Santaria with people in circle with drums and dancing, kind of getting in trance until she would change her face and voice and start channeling. Yes, you are watching. Yes, that's exactly the ceremony that I'm talking about. It's powerful. These rhythms are powerful. Um, and, and, you know, there's some twist to it. So they, they turn it into something like they, the matrix turns it into something that's dark and scary. But really when it's done in its proper alignment with the highest form, it serves to be a huge resource of, of strength and inner connection for people. Okay. And then she goes on to say, I did not feel any fear, but honor and respect and a very centered and present. Yes. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Yeah, there's a huge misunderstanding of what it is to work with the unseen realms. And, and it's twisted like that on purpose. So people won't do it. So people will demonize it. So people will mark it as evil and not give it any more understanding or attempt to, to understand it and relate to it. This is abs yeah, absolutely true. Um, not that I'm saying that's my path. That's, that's not. But I do respect that path a lot. You know, there's, a, there's Sangoma medicine men, which includes blood magic, that I have a lot of respect for what they're doing. Do, is it my path to work with that? No, 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 no. My path is very different. But that's me staying true to my authentic truth 
And that is how I end up being a way shower, you know. So it's none of these paths are good, bad, right or wrong in relationship to me. It's just I know what's right for me and I stick to it. And if it's not right for me, I, I say that. It doesn't mean I don't respect those paths. I absolutely do. I have a lot of respect for them, actually, because that takes, that takes a level of commitment and bandwidth and dedication that I know from doing many lifetimes over and over and over again. So I understand the significance, relevance, and importance of those roles on a very deep level. Just like with the Tao, you know, on a soul level, on an infinite level, I've been incarnating here for a very long time. And I feel like I, I know pretty much all the different mystery schools that have unfolded within this realm. I know them intimately. And it could be just because I have access to those records. But I also have memories of being within those schools and um, many lifetimes. You know, this is why I have such a connection with the Tao. I've been in the Tao system many, 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 many times over. And in the Buddhist system, many times over. This is why all these things come so naturally to me, because it's a, a living resonance inside. Um, and this is how a lot of the star seeds are. You may feel new to this realm or new to this body, but you have an infinite library of wisdom that's encoded within your being. So very well it may be that you are an old soul that have done this journey it's just now there's so much more of your quantum embodied with you right here, right now. It feels like you're new to this realm because those levels of you weren't incarnating yet in those other timelines and those other lifetimes, if this makes sense. You know, so much more of our quantum is here now than ever before, which is why things are so going batshit crazy. <laughs> you know, the, the system, the, the matrix system is really doing its best. It's, it's, it's working on overdrive to keep the control of the collective. But hopefully this key that I'm giving you about rhythms, that's gonna help you bust through in a major way and a much easier, so realize it's much easier than, than maybe previously realized. Okay guys, thank you so much for being a part of this conversation. Please, I encourage you guys to subscribe to this channel and share this video with anybody that you feel like can help from this information. And of course, we, you know, we have lots of um, free support events that we offer at Lightbody Academy. I encourage you to get on our mailing list and you'll get um, invitations to those events. We have group energy clearings. We have um, planetary encodements where um, Raylan goes over the astrology. And then we're also going to start up a Sasquatch initi initiation support group because there's lots of people, starseeds like you guys, that are getting um, contacted by these beings and uh, we want to um, we want to provide a support group for you guys to uh, talk about the experiences and help digest them because these energies can be pretty intense, especially when they come on fast and strong, which it seems to be happening for a lot of us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. I'll see you guys next time. Hope you make it a great week. Bye bye. <laughs>